Okay, you guys, stoked sitting here with my girlfriend, Sarah Swain. Right now we're girlfriends. Yep. We're friends. We're friends now. We're friends now. Um, I'm out here. I just wish you guys could see where I'm sitting <laughs> on her beautiful new acreage. You've been here, what, two months? Yeah. Almost to the day. Almost to the day. But um, we're going to be riffing. And meaning we're just going to take off and start talking. And I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of what we're going to be sharing. Um, you're probably going to get triggered. You might get mad. You might get upset. And you might go, hell yeah. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's good. And that's what I want um, from you. And I want you to really just listen and just know that everything that we're going to be talking about is coming from our heart yeah. and coming from a place of love and truth. And how we feel about certain things. So uh, I asked Sarah about a week ago. I said, hey, would you be <laughs> hey, would you be cool to do a podcast episode on this on my podcast? And, you know, for those of you that are new um, and you don't know what it is that I talk about all the time, it's about people pleasing yeah. and speaking your truth and how when we start putting up boundaries and start speaking up about what we believe, we're going to upset other people. Yeah. Um, but in the end, it's all about not abandoning ourselves and not neglecting ourselves over the years. So, um, yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about, uh, we started to become, we, I've been following you for a while, like peripheral acquaintances. I was on your, I was on your podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Years ago, years ago, three years ago now, which is the all the great Canadian woman. Yeah podcast yeah and then you actually were on mine yes about I don't know two years ago when you first moved to Calgary or when you were in it was after the pandemic started was it yeah and I came over to your house aren't we dang- no 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 aren't no. we dangerous <laughs> <laughs> was it Sarah I don't remember it being like it was because I didn't move to Calgary back to Calgary from the east coast until three weeks before the pandemic was declared so it was definitely after the pandemic was declared dang living on the edge yes and then we both got covid (laughs) (laughs) not from that not from that not from that no no yeah we both ended up with it though wow i literally thought it was before that yeah anyhow and then how long ago did you have covid oh gosh very recently i think i've been uh completely recovered for about two weeks now so you had followed my journey when i had it yes and if you guys didn't know that i had covid uh, four months ago, I had the end of March, April, May. I had at the end of April and I had yeah. obviously the 10 days and went into my trailer and all that. And I was <laughs> doing all my Instagram stories from there and all that shit. And even now I have such a different view of yeah. it than I did then. Yeah. Really. Like, and that's, that's been my experience too. Um, but I, I remember you reached out and you're like, so, so. <laughs> Is it, I remember a DM coming through. You're like, so when did you, f- no, this was it. When did you first start showing symptoms of COVID? I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I got like, it. You got it? Yeah. And it was weird because, uh, I mean, we've been basically trained to be terrified of this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that fear come up within me. It, it was a weird mix of fear of like, oh my God, how bad is this going to get? Because I don't know what to expect. And I've been told that this is ruining everything right now. And it's it, I could possibly be this anomaly with no comorbidities and good health that dies like and then I had this like flash of <gasps> but then it was like also mixed with oh thank god I finally got COVID because now I can just get this out of the way and move on with my dang life and you had people say that 
Didn't you I did. on your stories? I had yeah. people literally message me saying, man, I'm so jealous of you right now. And I shared some of that on my mm-hmm. on my Instagram as well, knowing that that would that based on how you view COVID and and how you're receiving the world right now, how some may deem that as very very offensive or cold or uncompassionate, um, given the fact that it has created a lot of carnage. Uh, whether people who have had COVID and and have have passed from it or had very big difficulties with it or just from the aftermath of COVID and everything else, lockdowns and job losses and economic downturns. So it's a touchy subject, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was a mix of, oh my God, am I going to be the one that dies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but th- 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 this mm-hmm. is literally what was going through my head. And then mix of like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, and I didn't realize how much my body was hanging on to the tension even though um, I would say about I have dogs slurping in the background here. <laughs> if you're wondering what that noise was, it's um, not us slurping. <laughs> she was just she's doing what she wants. She's not a people pleaser. Um, it was one of those things where I had carried so much tension just simply with apprehension. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't necessarily afraid of it. Uh, in a sense where I knew that people are absolutely living through fear and like literally not living to avoid dying. They Mm -hmm. were so terrified of this thing. I had moved past that in a significant way. Um, It surprised me as to how much tension released once I got my text message that said I was positive because I'm like, okay, that unknown is now over. And if we apply that fear of the unknown mm-hmm. to anything in our life, and uh, I'm always coming through things kind of with the lens of, of business, mm-hmm. uh, how, how many things we avoid or how much stress we hold in our bodies simply because we're so terrified of the unknown. But once we experience it or we do the thing or we push past some fear, we turn around and be like, what the heck mm-hmm. was I so cranked up about? Like it wasn't that bad. So that was interesting to experience that literally all in the same day, probably within the same span of minutes after I'm reading this message, I was on a a call with one of my team members in my business and she saw my face. She's like, does it say you're positive? I was like, yeah. I'm like, can you hold on? I got to go tell my family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was, yeah, it surprised me. It was a very confusing hour. And then I went and I, I showed up, I had a group coaching call with my clients and I was like, well, up until I got this text message, I was okay. So what is, am I okay right now? Body scan. Yeah. Have I felt better? Sure. Mm -hmm. Can I still show up and and coach my clients? Yep. Okay. And that's when I reached out to you and be like, like, what if this thing's going to hit me real bad in like 10 days? And this is just like the calm before the storm, you know, and all of these horror stories that we've heard because we've only ever been told about ICU beds and death counts and not recovery. Yep. And that was an eye opener for me and, and took my views of this to like a whole other level. Yeah. Well, and I think with you nailed it on the head. I remember when I, when I was out of my 10 day quarantine and I remember going, okay, thank God. Okay. I didn't realize you nailed it on the head. I didn't realize the tension that I was holding of the fear around getting it. Yep. 
because of the collective feeling. And I wrote about it quite a bit during my whole process of having it, of just going, the fear around this is more, um, is affecting me more than the actual virus is affecting me. Nailed it. Yes. And the more I can look back on it now, and just so you guys know, I'm four months out and I still have symptoms. I'm a long hauler, which they call it that. Come to find out, speaking with a couple other professionals, that there's actually long haul in the flu. There's a long haul in other uh, sicknesses that people get. It's not something that's just for COVID. It's not new. It's in my understanding, yep. it's not new. Um, they've coined it right now mm-hmm. as a big thing, as something else for people to. And I remember getting a couple messages when I was sick going, hope you're not a long hauler, which instilled a bit more fear within yes. me. And I'm like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I still have lung issues. I just was telling, um, telling you that I had some yesterday, yeah. really rough. Um, I just don't give it much power. Right. I also just go, I know how to deal with it. I'm taking deep breaths. I'm going to go through. I also go am I stressed about something else in my life that is flaming, inflaming this more than it needs to be? Yep. Is there something else? So I remember getting it, walking through that and just going, why are we not talking about food that we're putting in our body? Why are we not talking about what's helping until you go diving deep into the deep censored web, black web of, (laughs) oh wait, what health nutrition, vitamin D, sunshine and water can help you. Now, will it keep you from getting it? We're not saying that, but what we're saying is that it give you the fighting chance to give you the best fighting chance of surviving it, of thriving through it, of Mm -hmm. being okay with it, of going, okay, that was another sickness. Like what you said, have I felt better? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know a thousand percent, I can say with everything in me looking back, that I allowed too much of the outside world and perspective, which is exactly what I coach on, come in to even this part of my life when I was fighting this. Mm -hmm. If I had removed myself to a remote location, like a cabin out near, I don't know, here, (laughs) and literally shut everything off and did this myself and did this the way that my body knows how to do this, I would have dealt with this very differently. I just got like almost a sense of anger when you talked about just let my body do this because that was something that was uh, very evidently upsetting to me when I was uh, just managing the day-to-day randomness of COVID because it's just like a mixed bag of you don't know what you're going to wake up to. It's just a very bizarre virus. Yeah. what I found myself infuriated with was the fact that I had to keep reminding myself to trust my body because it knows what to do. And as I'm just laying there in my like non-energetic haze uh, for you know the several days that I had it, I it became so obvious to me that we have been trained we have been conditioned we have been taught that our body's biological makeup is not the first line of defense and you know you're sitting there brewing away you know i didn't have a lot going on i I was blessed i have been a very light week at work i feel like it was very divinely timed i didn't have to rearrange anything i was able to kind of motor on through for the most part and I just kept thinking about, wow, um, I I was worried and I was I was upset and I almost felt guilty mm-hmm. 
that I doubted my body. And I found myself being like almost apologetic. I'm like, I'm so sorry for not trusting you more with this. And that's even with getting COVID after making a conscious decision, uh, when the when the talk of the vaccines first started to come around, you know, winter time, Christmas last year, January, uh, a, a very conscious decision I made, knowing that if if we're taking an experimental drug, there's going to be risk if we are. Uh, choosing to take our chance with the virus it's a risk and therefore my position from day one on on the vaccine uh, has always been okay the vaccine is not something I'm comfortable with um, based on how quick it was based on the fact it doesn't have full approval based on the fact my very first search in the vaccine adverse uh, reporting system from the CDC back in January was showing a really disturbing amount of injuries and I'm like that's it I said so that's not an option for me that's my choice therefore what do I have to do to make sure that I'm giving my body the best chance it's got if I'm gonna get not if I'm gonna get COVID when, when I'm gonna get COVID I think we're all kidding ourselves yeah. if we think that a this thing's going away and b that we're somehow going to be able to avoid a virus from now until the end of our life so it was very, uh, a very conscious decision that brought me to uh, looking at unpopular points of views. Mm. Um, points of views that in the media, uh, I think the terms were death doctors mm -hmm. for the deadly dozen or, or some yeah. just fear-mongering term uh, to prevent the masses from seeing these people as credible and like that's a whole other can of worms right yep. yep but there was something intuitive in me that said okay well we have this group of doctors over here who are really pushing um the uh medicinal approach uh or the reactive approach to this uh, that doesn't feel good for me because why would I not do everything in my power to make sure that I'm, my body's creating a strong environment just in case a, a, a dangerous pathogen did come in? Like, why mm -hmm. wouldn't I do that? That's what these doctors are talking about. Mm -hmm. What's in it for them? Absolutely nothing other than putting their medical license on the line mm -hmm. to try and communicate this. So intuitively, I began to listen, even though I'm going to be completely honest at the beginning of the pandemic i was the person that was out on my porch with clorox wipes wiping down my amazon purchase mm -hmm. completely petrified of covid that was me at the beginning of the pandemic i was hypercritical of people that didn't just listen to our chief medical officer like who else are we supposed to listen to i was hypercritical of people who who had spun this into some sort of government global agenda i was like this is just a virus y'all need to calm down like just do what you're told stay home that was me at the beginning of this thing so just for context for the listeners like i haven't been that person from day one i had to go through a transition period of uh i'll say putting my ego aside and what i believed i knew and how i thought i knew best based on information that had been provided to me and following information that intuitively felt right. Mm -hmm. And that's what led me to the space of, all right, well, inflammation seems to be a problem. Uh, what can I do to reduce my body's inflammation if we have statistical data that shows uh, people who are inflamed for whatever reason, 
have a higher chance of uh, being taken out by this thing mm-hmm. or have a harder time getting through it. Uh, go through the list of comorbidities that started pop mm-hmm. up. Uh, do I have any of these things? Because um, that to me would would uh, be probably a change in risk factor if I'm looking at do I want COVID or do I want to take my chance with the vaccine? I didn't have any of the comorbidities. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have diabetes. Um, I'm not overweight. I am. Uh, I don't have hypertension. I have good, very good cardiovascular health. Therefore, why am I being made to feel like I'm going to die from this thing if statistically speaking, those numbers actually are not representative of me? Yep. So that was the journey I went on um, to start making my body as healthy of a chamber as I could. And uh, you won't see me, you know, jogging 10 kilometers in the morning the way that I used to in my 20s before I would go to work just to keep myself sane, more for mental health reasons than anything. Uh, It was very much just how do I keep my stress levels down? Stress is major for inflammation. Mm -hmm. How do I make sure I'm sleeping better? Because poor sleep is terrible for inflammation. How do I make sure I'm getting enough water in and not drinking more coffee than I am water? or more wine Wine. than I am water, (laughs) let's be honest. How do I uh, make sure that I'm not eating any like inflammatory foods? I have very sensitive gut Mm. Um, and I know my triggers. I've I've done the work with the naturopath to understand what the heck it is that flares me up. So I probably shouldn't eat a lot of those things. Anyways. Anyways, so why why would I take that chance Mm -hmm. if this thing really feeds off of inflammation? So. I also felt confident mm. that, okay, if, if I'm going to get this thing and uh, I've been doing this work, I've been very conscious about it, I'm probably going to be okay. Um, and then separating that from, I can't believe on a global scale, we are sending a message out that says you cannot fight this thing. We're focused on ICU beds and death counts, which, you know, whether or not the media or the government or health officials are saying you can't trust your body directly and they're not using those exact words. That's the message Mm -hmm. that's being sent. That's how people are perceiving it that, oh, my God, if if I leave my house, I might die of COVID. If I don't get the vaccine, I might die of COVID. Um, If I go see my mother, Mm -hmm. uh, I might kill her. Yep. If I go to uh, my goddaughter's, you know, second birthday, um, is somebody there going to kill me or am, am I going to bring something that is going to put everybody else in? This is the narrative that we've been firehosed for the last 18 months. And, and that is going back to my original point, what was making me so upset. And I felt apologetic towards my body. And then I started to feel like almost like a collective remorse for how the world Mm -hmm. is not trusting nature right now Mm -hmm. and for anyone listening if if you think that i'm denying covid i'm not you had it i had it it's weird um i recognize that there are people who are significantly impacted by this virus and and many of which have died what i'm saying is focus has been on the wrong statistics this entire time and to this day the statistics are still focusing on the wrong thing and I just wish that more people would trust 
real and true and raw data and be able to confidently make a decision about what's best for them, what's best for the families without fear of being ostracized mm. or removed from or unfriended or unfollowed simply because you've made a decision that goes against what this popular narrative is. And you and I have been basically talking about this all day yep. of the internal process that we had to go through and, and you've been on this journey of people pleasing for a long time now but the fact that we're living in a world that condemns you for speaking your mm. truth which belongs to nobody but you and for people who haven't done the work to um free themselves from people pleasing or, or free yep. themselves from the crippling side effects of fear of judgment or fear of what other people think this is where i get fired up because i i hurt for those people mm -hmm. who are not speaking who are not um saying what's on their mind who are not voicing their concerns uh, or maybe who have and have as a result been completely put through the ringer by either their workplace or their family mm -hmm. or their friends or their spouse strangers strangers on the internet strangers on the street if you're mm -hmm. not wearing a mask if you are wearing a mask and that's where i think my biggest um pain point is right now mm -hmm. is just in our perception of freedom is skewed in what we think we're able to do in a free and democratic society mm -hmm. with free speech uh, bodily autonomy freedom of choice um, and how this whole situation has seemed to really flip that on its head and that's where i have all sorts of just fire <laughs> coursing through my veins because um if we don't have freedom and autonomy especially when freedom and autonomy and choice are coming from a place of love yeah. what do we have mm -hmm. what is left so that's what my <laughs> covid experience cracked open for me and uh this is still pretty fresh for me because yeah, yeah it's been only two weeks that i've well, been and fully I recovered and i don't have the long haul you don't have anything no really anything after no. um so much of that in there i was just like i don't have a pen and paper in front of me so just bear with me everybody we're gonna i just there is so much sarah one of the things that is really clear for me was the intuition mm -hmm. the, just listening to ourselves as somebody that is um you know that cared for so many years and i know a lot of my listeners out there i mean we all have it in us we all care what people Absolutely. think of us 100 percent. it's human nature the problem comes when we stop living for ourselves and we start making sure everyone else is happy but us or we stop we start abandoning ourselves or continue to after we know our gut is telling us don't do that or do do that and we yep. don't that's where the issue lies 
So you are somebody that's, you know, I looked at all this data. Um, here's the, you know, the outcome of everything for me when I, and I don't know if I ever shared this with you actually, um, cause we've done tons of talking <laughs> through all of this. You guys are just getting a snippet of it. Um, we should just post our voice we notes. Should. We actually should. <laughs> our voice notes, turn it into a podcast. Um, was when I was, when I was out of my quarantine, I can remember, and I did an episode on this. You guys might've listened to it, but I remember, um, being so feeling the sway of getting the vaccine Yeah. of, well, I better get it now. And I was told different things. Here's the, and I know you were as well, mm-hmm. like, and you were told, you know, some different things as well, because I get it. It's new. And all the health system is trying to figure their shit out too. It's no yeah. one's walked through this particular strain yeah. of, of the flu. And, um, and I remember going, you know, I really think that probably my family should get the vaccine and I will too. And I just think like, I don't want this on anybody because I remember just feeling the pressure of the external world of thinking that was the right thing to do. You're responsible for saving everyone else. I'm responsible if I go somewhere and I'm carrying it. Well, I'm responsible for making everyone sick. If I go somewhere, if I go back into the house, if I go, which I know there's people out there going, you are. And I know yep. that. Yes. I know you're going to be thinking the same thing. Yeah. Okay. This has been a four, uh, this has been a quick thing for me because I truly believe, and I know you'd feel this way too, Sarah, is like, this is just the catalyst the world needed to turn upside down so people can go, what the hell? Yep. What the hell is happening? I actually don't think like that. Or I'm going to start speaking up about this. Or how many relationships bonked this year? Oh. Turned upside countless. down. And it was like, well, that came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. No. It just made you look at it now. Yeah. And this happened over and businesses. Yes. I know the sadness. I know many people that lost their businesses. Mm-hmm. I also know many that started up businesses and are freaking thriving. Yep. Die 2020 was my best year. 2020 was one of your best years. Yep. And so we can look at it both ways. Yeah. So that's what started me down the journey. And once I was, you know, I was told 90 days, you have the antibodies, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, good. That gives me three months. Literally is how I, I'm like, okay, that gives me three months to actually decide whether I'm going to do this or not. All along, I wasn't looking at data. I wasn't listening to social media because I was done. I was done. I was living in this fear of like, what if of so many things was coming in hot to me because that's already my little bit of my nature. I have this, unless I'm really taking care of myself, which is what I do most of the time. But when I'm not, and I allow the seeping to come in of fear of what other people think and of what I should be doing, it can get really, um, heavy. Yep. And so, because it's a pattern that I fall back to. So when I became very clear on that is when my inner wisdom came screaming through and you're not going near that thing. The vaccine scared me so bad, even more than getting the virus. And I had the virus and it's not fun. No, it's not. It's a weird thing. You guys, it's weird. It's It's the only way I've been, it's just weird. People are like, what it's like. I'm like, it's weird. Yeah. We just kind of were like, this is, I can't even describe. And I would tell Sarah, I'm like, don't worry tomorrow morning. It'll be different. And that was even yesterday when I had my lung issue. I'm like, ah, tomorrow will be different. It's just, it's just, it does a bunch of different stuff on you. But I remember just going this is not, no, not right now. And I never have said never getting it. I've said not right now. There's too much inconclusive and just too much weirdness for me 
And one thing I know for a fact is the truth that I feel within me. So if you're somebody out there who goes, I can't really put words to why I don't want to get it or I want to get it or whatever it is, I get it. Yeah. I get that because I get asked a lot and I just go, yeah, I'm just not right now. I just, I'm not feeling it. And that's all I can say. It's just this internal knowing that I have never felt so strongly about something. And this is something that I've, it's been hard to explain even to my family yep. because we're kind of half and half. Mm -hmm. And you know, some might not understand that. Like, I don't get that feeling. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. It's mine. It's yours. It's mine. Yeah. And I don't need any type of data behind me. Whereas some people do, they need that scientific proof and all of that. And I'm like, no, like I literally feel today that I could be standing with 10,000 people and me be the one person over here that's not getting it. And 999,000 over, I do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm okay with that You're okay because with it. I don't feel today. Don't ask me a year from now, but I know myself today. And I wasn't even there five months ago. And today I just go, yeah, no, yeah. nope and nope. And you have the right to do that. Right. Where our world is right now is in, um, I mean, division doesn't even cut mm -mm. it. And that's where this wanted to go was just the respecting of one another. Yes. And the respect of each other's decision in all areas. Yes. Not just this one. Yes. And we have been, I mean, I think if we really rewind to 2020, uh, it started with division around environmental concerns because so much of Australia burned right. down. That was the beginning, right? Right, right. Yeah. And then Kobe Bryant died. Yes. And, and we all, there, it was, there was a weird thing that yep. happened in the world where all the of a sudden, of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all felt collectively united over something because for whatever reason, Kobe Bryant impacted a lot of us. And I don't know if I'm like, I hardly remember this guy, but then for whatever reason, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Like that's, that's really messed up that he's gone and he died like that. And for a brief moment, it felt like humanity, mm. at least in the Western world, um, was in agreement with mm -hmm. something that, and we can all just like put everything aside and be like, yeah, this, this feels heavy. That lasted for about a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a month later, the pandemic's declared and, and things were starting to divide. Mm -hmm. Uh, people had different theories, mm -hmm. uh, people like it was just all of a sudden everyone had an opinion and then George Floyd mm. was murdered and the divide that was already starting to take form divided even more. Um, and this has almost been like a compound effect mm -hmm. over the last 18 months or so. And we're now at a place so rapidly, uh, where we can't respect another person's position mm -hmm. if it goes against the belief that we're holding or the personal reasons of why we think the way we do, mm -hmm. why we feel the way they, we do, why we choose the way that we do. Um, it, it disturbs me at a cellular level because where, what is worse than this? What is the next phase mm -hmm. of uh, destruction with one another? Right. And are we placing that blame on the wrong people? Mm. Because I believe that humanity, humans just existing, if we can think of it in a big scale, 
it's a neutral thing. Everybody just exists. Yep. Everybody just does their thing. They make their decisions. They get their food. They get their safety. They get their shelter. They get their water. It's, it's a natural, neutral existence until right. something occurs and something or somebody or a body of, of governance intervenes. And it's at that point, because all of a sudden, external information starts coming in, whether it's opinions, data, uh, interviews, mm -hmm. um, studies, uh, video footage, um, social media posts, uh, screenshots, all these things, yeah. right? That it's coming at you left, right, and center. You're like, oh my gosh, what's my position on this? What's my yeah. position on this? So we've stepped out of this neutral state and just natural way of being and minding our dang business <laughs> yeah. about our lives to having to almost become a freaking politician. Yeah. <laughs> in the comfort of your own home yeah. while you're in your pajamas watching a movie with your spouse. Yeah. Where do we go from here? What is the next phase? And at what point do we put the swords down? Even if I if we if you don't agree with what I'm saying right now, if I don't agree with what you're saying right now, when do we put the swords down and, and ask ourselves, who's creating this division? Because we're looking at each other as if each other is the enemy. We seem to have forgotten the analogy of crabs in a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. One tries to get out. And then they all pull yeah. each other. Who put the damn crabs in the bucket? Yeah. We're not thinking. Uh, and this is me, uh, and some may think that I've gone full-blown conspiracy theorist, but this is a valid question that I want people to sit with. Mm -hmm. Who put us, if we're crabs, who put us in the bucket? Yep. Who's stirring this pot? Who is perpetuating the fear mm -hmm. that we're all feeling? And why are we focusing on the fear when there is another side to this thing. That's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. Mm -hmm. Why are we focusing on uh, the, 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 the death and, and the body bags in the mm -hmm. streets and the, we don't have enough oxygen tanks in, in India and, and this variant's going to escape the borders and shut down flights mm -hmm. from India and, and make sure it doesn't come to Canada and protect your grandmothers and, and just fear, 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 fear. That has driven a wedge into us. So now, yeah, we, we can't have an opinion mm -hmm. without having to make a conscious decision of whether or not we are prepared to receive pushback. And here's the thing, Sarah. I'm going to interrupt you right there because I thought about this before. Was that whether you, whatever side you take, whatever is your truth, whatever you, you're going to have pushback. Literally, um, no matter what side no you take. No matter what you do. And I know for me... That was a huge aha moment for me, just going, doesn't matter if I put up a boundary here, if whatever side it's on, you're going to have people that come out and, and support you on one side, and you're going to have people that don't support you. You're going to have people that don't like you and that do like you. Yeah. The point of all of this is getting to a place within yourself. Mm -hmm. And we just talked about this before we went on here, was just getting to a place of having this internal peace mm -hmm of not needing the approval or disapproval or acceptance or acceptance or not acceptance or the, 
And that's a very human nature thing too. You know, that's very, we like affirmation. We like to be like, oh, great idea. That's a great, of course we like that. Um, But I think the key for me and a lot of people even going through um, putting out a book as you do for people is just like, are people going to like this? Is this okay that I say this? I hope this doesn't ruffle feathers, whatever it is. And it's sitting back and just going, is this, is this me? Is this my truth? Is this what I truly believe? And that takes, that's where the work comes in. Absolutely. That's where the work comes in, in all of this area. And I think now, and I've in, I've always known it. Like I've been on social media for years and you see the one thing that somebody puts and then you get every Tom, Dick and Harry saying it's wrong or right, or you get it all coming. People just feel that they're keyboard, keyboard, keyboard warriors out there that come in hot. And I just find that so it doesn't matter if someone's like, I don't like cheeseburgers. Well, you're going to have everybody come out of the world why you should like cheeseburgers and why you're an idiot for not liking cheeseburgers. And now we've just taken it to the nth degree. Yeah. To the, absolutely. And the division, like what you said, is atrocious. Like I see it on there and I'm like, good Lord, like this is terrible. Well, and, and the other thing, because you, you nailed it, when, when we think about having the courage to put something out there. That, whether it's a belief, whether yeah. it's a new product that you made in your business, right. uh, whether it is your opinion on something, whatever it is, yourself, your, yourself, just a picture of you, like yeah. you're, you're putting yourself out in a public space, whether it's online, whether it's literally in a physical public environment, we're putting ourselves out there, even when we don't realize mm-hmm. it. The reality of what's happening now is, is this bizarre, uh, almost like house of mirrors mm. that we've been living in for lack of a better term this curated, uh, especially online presence of who is the person behind the tiles? Mm. Who is the person um, behind the filters or the presets or the beautiful home and, and, and everything just so? Who is the human being back here? And up until this point, we have been uh, starting to question, I would say, mm-hmm. like wh- who's real and who's not. And then you get this kind of buzz of everyone wants to get behind people being authentic. And we're like, yeah, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we doing that? And why is this even a thing that we've mm-hmm. gotten so far away from uh, accepting people for who they are that we have to have a movement yep. all about authenticity <laughs> to bring us back? But there's a big but with this. It's it's the be authentic, but not like that. Right. And that is where that personal courage has to take precedent. Because as you said, it doesn't really matter what side we take in anything. Yeah. We're going to get burned. <laughs> yeah. Can you stand in it? Right. Can you withstand the pushback the criticism the whispers the gossips the screenshots people are sending you about the smack they're talking about you Uh, can you handle the unfollows can you handle uh the client that is concerned about your behavior online because you're talking about things that are very upsetting to them can you handle all of that can you handle um people leaving your space can you handle your friends not wanting to hang out with you because you're vaccinated or because you're not vaccinated Mm -hmm. can you handle that and I think so much of the pain in our world right now is coming from the fact that everybody is trying to mitigate everybody else's response to them. Yeah. 
say, okay, we got to go out with the Joneses this week. So mm-hmm. I know they're vaccinated. We got to really make sure we support their decision. Don't just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Don't, don't tell them about the article that we just read. Or we're going over to the Smiths here and they're not vaccinated. Yeah. So we got to make sure that we don't, you know, make them feel guilty. Yeah. And then we're just walking around chameleoning right. our way around everything. More, yeah. How exhausting is that for a person to hold mm-hmm. and try to control everybody's perception yeah. of them and that was a more on a, a personal level or like a spiritual level there was like a layer that came off me and, and I described it to um, people in my inner circle like a big heavy chunk of cement mm. fell off of me and and it's interesting because I consider myself to be someone who just speaks mm-hmm. I don't I, I I considered myself to be someone who didn't really filter myself mm-hmm. uh, or <laughs> or um hold back yep. Yep. on things I was saying. And I was always kind of very proud of that attribute mm-hmm. where I realized I had been petrified to open my mouth was around anything polarizing mm. because I saw the carnage. I would see the hate. Yep. I would see business owners completely being yep. destroyed. So now I've tied the fear of what people think of my position on this to my security, mm. especially when, cause I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this from why I personally felt a greater sense of fear is because I, I own and operate two businesses. Right. If I start speaking my truth, even though it's mine, am I going to lose clients? Mm. Am I going to, uh, just destroy my revenue? Am I going to be able to keep my staff? Am I going to have to go into hiding because all of a sudden the the arrows are going to start mm. coming out? Am I going to have to close my business? Like these are just the wild things that I'm thinking. It's like, oh my gosh, we just bought a new home. Like what if I, and then, and then I can't support and then you go into this like mm. whack space. All because we're afraid of what other people think. Mm-hmm. And it's been my experience, and, and this is still quite fresh. I've been kind of poking the beast, I would say, for the last, I don't know, maybe since November mm-hmm. when I found out that they were trying to cancel Christmas. I'm like, don't you mess with my Christmas. <laughs> don't you do that. Yeah. For people that know me, like that is my jam. I am that person with friggin' garland all over the damn place and tinsel in my house for months. Um there was just a weird, like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, we're, we're, I'm like, are you trying to kill our spirits? You know, like that was mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, this is starting to feel really heavy. Like I was all pro stay at home yeah. for God's sake. I like had a podcast segment called stay at home. Like <laughs> that was me. Um, but having this experience made me realize that there was still a part of me that was holding back Mm. and I was testing the water for the last Mm. several months I'd put up polls in my Instagram story be like well uh, we just think of lockdowns (laughs) just to see just see just put it out there you know like just really dipping my toe in to because it felt unsafe mm. for me to speak. And I allowed it, I allowed myself to believe that story mm. of if you say something, you're going to lose everything. Yeah. Because that's the stories that have been presented to yep. us. Whereas the other side to um, like my opinion, mm-hmm. like the opposing opinion of mine 
it seems very safe and confident to be able to speak about how they feel because it is supported by a more popular narrative. Right. And that's the narrative that lives in, in our, our political speeches and, and in yep. the media. So the people siding with that ideology of this entire situation just naturally feel safer to express their views even if they're not their views, but they're just trying to say something in order to drive acceptance. Right. Um, but for me, I, I uh, held the story that if I say something, I'm going to lose everything. Right. And that's a really dangerous place to live. And I, I tricked myself into thinking that I was keeping myself safe mm. by not expressing my views. But what was actually happening was harm because that anger was growing in me. Mm that resentment was growing in me the stress was growing in me of like literally biting my tongue mm -hmm. and then swallowing it back down again holding it in and feeling um like i'm carrying weight around mm -hmm. um or self irritation because i was disappointed in myself mm -hmm. for not having the courage to speak my truth because um, courage is a big thing mm. for me. I preach courage and there I was. And if it had been any of my clients, I would have said, you got to use your voice. Mm -hmm. If this is burning on your heart, you have to use your voice. And there I was just zipped right up uh, in genuine fear that I was going to somehow cause myself or my family or my livelihood harm mm. if I allowed myself to be authentic in in the context of this whole situation um so when that big old chunk of cement <laughs> fell off mm -hmm. uh which was i i described it on my instagram as like it was literally the morning after i woke up from my positive test result for covid it was just gone and it's like my throat chakra opened mm -hmm. up and it was like let it rip and I knew uh, it would have been ridiculous of me to think that everyone was going to all of a sudden applaud me and agree <laughs> with me and think that I am just so great for mm -hmm. all of my thoughts on all of the things. I knew that there was going to be some collateral damage, mm -hmm. uh, whether that were was people thinking that I'd lost it. Uh, maybe I have a fever from COVID and she's not doing so well. She's talking crazy. Uh, whether, uh, you know, friends who we haven't had this conversation with be watching the Instagram stories and think, oh my God, like now we can't go to the Swain's house because, you know, this is their position on this, whatever the story, I knew mm -hmm. that there would be some sort of backlash and within about 48 hours, I think I, I don't even know how many followers I lost, but then what happened quickly afterwards, uh, and simultaneously was support and gratitude and also a lot of respect we assume that when we speak our truth we're going to be met with with criticism mm -hmm. and and venom and abuse um and even people who may not have shared my views uh were still able to approach me respectfully and engage in a healthy conversation and i think that if we if we share more of those experiences mm -hmm we make other people think gosh maybe i should be talking more as opposed to thinking someone's going to come at me with a dagger if mm -hmm. i say this 
because we have to get back to the place where we feel confident in being rooted in what we believe to be true and what is intuitively right for us Mm -hmm. and be respectful of someone who disagrees and vice versa. That's what we have to get back to. We're not anywhere close to that right now, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And unity is something that I've been preaching for weeks now. Like we need unity Mm -hmm. because we are being divided and we're not being divided by each other. There's, Uh, there are people who are creating this division who are creating this fear to cause us to divide and if we don't come together then what chance do we have Mm -hmm. to preserve um, our our freedom of choice our freedom of thought our freedom of speech our courage to use our voice what where does that go and and how much more difficult is it going to be if we let this happen continue to happen for people to use their voice moving forward when we are condoning people for speaking their not condoning condemning people for speaking their truth Mm -hmm. how what message are we sending to people who maybe already hold fear of what other people think and now they see the world coming for your jugular when you finally step in. You finally muster up that little bit of courage. You're like, I'm going to say something, damn it. And then boom, boom, boom. You know, and the narrative very, very strongly discourages people from doing that. What is that doing to the human spirit? And what is that doing for people's autonomy to use their voice when they feel like their voice needs to be used? We all feel it. We all literally yeah. feel an energy coming up through our throat when we want to speak and then when we swallow it, it feels like you're swallowing a pineapple. Yeah. It feels way bigger going back down. What kind of damage are we causing mm-hmm. with this situation right now? And and that's where I find my inner peace is that me using my voice, even if it's not popular, is in integrity. Because that's exactly what I would tell another person to do. Mm-hmm. But I can't place a condition on that person for the way that they do it and the things that they say use your voice but just you know be careful with that or or i don't like it when you say that so like say everything but that mm-hmm. and then i and then i approve of you using your voice but like just that little thing over there that we don't agree on just yeah when i think the the again i love everything you're saying the part about the throat and we talked about this earlier and I was like oh I wanted to mention that was that I actually get a physical lump yeah and it's on the it's it'll always be it's always on my left side and it's this little lump that sits there and when I swallow and I can feel it that is my cue that I have something to say but sometimes I don't know what it is Mm. but I know I'm holding something in and you've talked about how you would coach, uh, you know, you would tell your clients or tell somebody else like you need to speak up. And this is exactly what I coach my clients in is like setting boundaries and having that tough conversation and speaking up and all the things. And over the past, probably three or four months that it, it comes and goes. And I know it's my throat chakra. And whenever I get work done on myself, you know, usually the healer will be something like, so your throat chakra. I'm like, what? Slammed shut. What? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> and, um, you know, because I'm scared of saying the quote wrong thing. And there is no such thing, first of all. No. 
And then the other thing I was going to touch on was that if you're somebody that wants to speak your truth, that wants to say something and you're, you know, you're like, I just don't know how it's going to come out and take some time to reflect what it is that you want to say so that you don't come at it as a, from a reactive point. So for myself, I worked through a lot of what I needed to say, what I would like to say. And this is what I still do. Um, cause sometimes I'll get, I'll get heated in the moment as we all do. And I've learned that that's not the best way for me to come out because I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. And then it's not received in the way that I would like it to be received. So I will actually look in the mirror and I'll do mirror work and I'll get it out a few times before I want to say whatever, even if it's something I want to say on my social media, even if it's an Instagram story that I want to bring out, if it's a podcast, if it's a a conversation with my, with, you know, uh, an employee, if it's in a conversation with a family member and I will tell you this right right this second and this is what I know for a fact is that when you've done a bit of work and you can come from a place of love and you know it's coming from your authentic genuine self you will never go wrong Mm -mm. ever and that's one thing I've learned just within my own practice and me continuing to show up from a place of love going this is what I think this is what I feel this is what I believe this is what I know to be true the people come out of the woodwork going same, same, mm-hmm. same. So, and then you're going to have people that go, I don't believe that. And you go, that's okay. Because you know, deep in your heart, it's yours yeah. and no one can take that from you. No one can take it from you. So there is such power in sitting back. And, and that's why even for me, I've sat back for a while just going, what is it that I truly think about this? What is it that I truly believe about this? There has been numerous things. This, for me, it revolved around the vaccine and where I was sitting with that. Because half my family is and half my family isn't. Mm-hmm. And my extended family half is and half isn't. Yeah. And we all love each other. We all play cards. We all go to hiking. We all, like, whatever. Who cares? It's not even a conversation anymore. But it does come up every now and then when travel comes in. And when, you know, we want to go traveling or if they close the borders. Are you, you know, Chris, are you going to be left behind? I'm like, I don't know. I might be. See, if that, you know, yeah. like, it's just, it's it's a real conversation. It is, yeah. And so for me, I took a while of just sitting back going, what is it that I truly believe? Yes, it was created too quickly. Yes, I don't trust it. Yes, I've seen all the things that are going sideways with it, that people are getting sick. And the, yes, I see all of that. I also see what COVID's doing. Yeah. I also know I've had COVID. Mm-hmm. And do I have a little PTSD around getting the vaccine? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I damn well do. Mm-hmm. If it's going to do any of the side effects that it says it's done, no thanks. No thank you. I'm good right now. I will take care of my gut. I will do everything I can that my body, like what you've said is like, that is trusting in myself and what I know. And I will go that way. But when you, when it comes to speaking your truth, which both of us are on that same page. And that's what I love talking to you about is really doing the work to know what your truth is. Cause that's something that you and I both come in contact with that's big. Yeah. Is that people don't know what that is. So Okay, I'll ask you, what would you say if I was to come to you or someone's to come to you and go, I don't even know how to like begin to know what I believe because I've been listening to the whirlwind and, and my parents and my caregivers and my world, the world out there now is really loud on what I should do to live this prosperous life, to live this healthy life. And I don't even know what I believe anymore. Yeah. That's such a big factor in this huge because when we talk about division and we talk about why people are afraid to speak or why people feel super confident to speak is it is it because they are uh 
you know, intuitively at a cellular level mm. in agreement or because it's just easier because the narrative supports it. And on the flip side of things, if, if you're on like our side of the fence on this, uh, are, are you just kind of jumping on that bandwagon because you think politicians are stupid and everything they right. say is a lie and this makes that you're just doing this to be combative. Do you actually know where you stand? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that pff, that has, I mean, think about how many people actually may not know right because they right. have allowed such uh, a heavy influence on either both sides of any issue. Yeah. Uh, and then find themselves uh, kind of ping ping ponging back and forth mm -hmm. between sides to keep this person uh, with this belief happy over here, keep this person with this belief happy over here, and then you're all strung out in the middle. Yep. Uh, because you don't know where you stand, uh, or you maybe can't speak confidently yep. in your position because you don't really know why you believe it in the first place, mm -hmm. and and therefore you can't articulate. Yep. Why you feel the way that mm -hmm. you do. I think that's a massive role. And I think that's a good starting position though. Yes. I will say if there's just a feeling that you have that you're going, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just have this feeling that I, it's not sitting right. Whatever side. Yep. And start there then. Start there. Start there and start questioning, start looking, start asking, start, start being curious. Curious. I follow, I follow, um, I think it's Dave Asprey and he calls it vicurious. He's that bulletproof guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee. And, yeah. But I really love the way he talks about vicurious. He's like, just get vicurious. Yeah. And that's exactly it. Yeah. But about everything in your life, if something isn't, if a belief that you have about something isn't sitting right, start getting curious of why it's not sitting right for you. Well, even think about this on, because I think it's uh, something that everybody can relate to is, is political ideology, right? when you raise in a household and and you go through a process of learning how to vote for the yep. first time and stuff right how, how many people have actually challenged their political ideologies and whether or not they believe the party that they say they support because that's just who they've always supported or right. that's who their parents would have or that's what we've always done that's what we've always done in this family yep. this is who we are and yep. we're like but what does that mean right and like, right for your spouse is like oh i'm voting this and you're like oh i don't really know much about politics so i guess i'll just vote with you yeah and that's something i think that we can all relate to right but even that mm -hmm. uh, is a perfect example of can you tell me why you support this yes. party very 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 few people can confidently mm -hmm. respond to that and say, this is why, and this is why this means so much to me. And this is why I am dead set on this. I am, I am willing to fight for this thing. Very few people can answer that question because the opinions are either coming from the household mm -hmm. or the workplace or the television. And I'm so glad you brought this up because I, I want this, for everybody, uh, even if it means you have to deal with more pushback mm -hmm. than another belief on, on whatever the uh, issue mm -hmm. is, the best gift you can give yourself is confidence in who you are and what you stand for and what you're not for and the values that you hold and the values more than anything, allow those things to, to be your guide. Like when you feel that sense of indecision of, and just like you said, like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Start there. Mm -hmm. My values are the thing that, uh, kind of pull me along when I'm feeling unclear. And, you know, 
values as of late have also kind of become a little floofy floof mm. and what are your values? Yeah. And, and especially in the world of, of business, it's like, oh, the company's got to have values and, and we go on this big value exploration thing. And, you know, life coaches all over the world mm-hmm. are talking about what are your core values? And even then, mm-hmm. I believe that people are choosing things that sound good or, or fit a common theme as opposed to sitting with themselves and really digging, really doing that deep, dirty work of what is at my core. And uh, I mean, through everything in my life, whether it's corporate, whether it is relationships, whether it is entrepreneurship, um, whether it is living in the city, whether it's living rural, like all of these things, I've had such like polarizing life experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm like, now I'm rural now, I'm city again. I'm corporate now, I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) And it's like, there, there are two values for me that have, have kept me rooted. So even when I fly off like a kite on fire because I'm, I've drifted away from myself and the key for that is discomfort, irritability, right? <laughs> poor sleep, anxiety. All your red flags. All my red flags right, right, right. come up being like you're, you've detached yep. from what is most important. And those two things for me are freedom and integrity. Hmm. And there are a million values in the world that yep. we can choose because we can choose love as a value. We can choose equality as a value. We can choose loyalty, loyalty and, yeah. and, and compassion and, and all of these things. Yeah. And, and they're all great. And, and I think we're also putting our, ourselves through a ridiculous expectation that we must embody all of these things mm-hmm. all the time when mm-hmm. there's really only, in my opinion, going to be a couple that root you. They're in your cells. Right. It doesn't matter what the hell happens you can't erase those values from your DNA. Those are your guiding principles. And knowing that about myself has absolutely played a role in, okay, well, this is my position on this. This is my thoughts. This is my belief. This is my truth. My intuition is being like, girl, we got you. This, if it, it's we're telling you that you might want to say something right now because you're going to f- probably feel worse if you don't. Yeah. And I trust that. Mm. But to your point, I can absolutely see where if I didn't know mm-hmm. what had me anchored, what, what keeps me grounded, what keeps me aligned, what keeps me um, just really in tune with what feels good versus what doesn't feel yep. good. Are my spidey sense is going off right now or am I completely living in a blissfully ignorant mm-hmm. state right now? I don't think I would know how to how to take a position on anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever thought about that until literally this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mine is my my body. Mm-hmm. So mine is my physical symptoms that come up for me. Yep. And this will be a great uh, just key for you guys um, is that if when I'm living out of integrity, but until I became aware of that, I was the blissfully unaware of what was going on. <laughs> I didn't know why I had a stomachache all the time. I didn't know why my shoulders ached all the time, a headache, why I was sleeping all the time, why I would feel irritable with somebody and it would actually lead to a cold. Um, There's so many, our physical body, we talk about our throat, I've got that lump in my throat that happens. Today as I was driving out here, it completely went away and I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I know why. I know why, mm-hmm. because I do a lot of nature nurturing. Um, for those of you that follow me, like sure do. That's where I live. Yeah, is in nature because it's also where I get super clear. Yep, on what I want to say, who I am, what I don't want to say. 
if I want to just be quiet for a while, if I don't need to say anything else. Neutral influence. It's a very neutral influence. Yeah. And it's very much where it's just like, okay, this is me. So one thing is really becoming aware of your uh, stress levels. You talked about that, but is really your physical, physical body and how it feels. Leg aches. I get someone that has, I have work with someone that get knee pain um, when they're not acting in integrity with who they are, with they are keeping quiet when they're not speaking up, when they're not saying it's just, it's crazy and it's beautiful the way our body will speak to us when we listen. But how many people don't pay attention to you, their bodies? You don't. And I, it's, that's the thing. There's so, like, we were talking about this during COVID and I sent you this thing. I'm like, okay, get into child's pose. It's called puppy pose. You get your butt up in the air. Um, you know, if you want, you know, can get rubbed to tap on your back. It just yeah. gets your lungs. Da, 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 da. I said, this is what a doctor sent to me while I was having COVID. And you're like, I did that. <laughs> I, I intuitively did that. I'm like, yeah, cause our body Cause knows. Our cause body I knows. was doing the same thing in my camper. I'm down in child's pose. My butt's up in the air. I'm like, God, this feels so good on my chest. Yep. This Relief and so comfort instantly. And instantly. I have I have no idea. All of a sudden I just, I'm like, I just got to do this. And I flopped on my bed with my butt up in the yeah. air and my head down. I'm like, <sighs> and it's what they're doing to yeah. help relieve the symptoms. But we yeah. don't listen to ourselves. We push it away or we think it's, you know, maybe who knows it's uncomfortable. Nine times out of 10, it's usually going to be uncomfortable because we're not used to doing something that's yeah. that way. Yeah. We've just been told to do certain things or not do certain things. Do you think it also bleeds into trusting yourself to lead 100%, yourself? 100%. 100% because we haven't, for sure, Sarah, there's, I didn't, I didn't trust myself for the longest time unless someone told me that I was supposed to do that, then I was able to trust myself, which is just whack. And do you think that Did, that has anything to do with, well, as long as it's not my decision, right, I can't, I can't own the exactly. outcome. That's exactly the other thing too. Because that's why a lot of people don't trust themselves because yeah. then you have nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. Blame. But you, the flip side of that, as we know as even entrepreneurs, is that you are the one that gets to be like, yes, you celebrated. And you were, if, if we're the person that put ourselves in a situation, we have the power to right. reverse it. 100%. And like that, that's where I, I've always um, been super weirded out by people when, when they were so afraid of responsibility, right? Or, or so afraid of... Uh, making decisions or taking charge on something. It's like, okay, yeah, like it might not end well, mm -hmm. or you may end up making a wrong decision and you end up, I actually don't believe in wrong decisions. Nope. Yeah. But you, you, you make a decision and you end up in not the spot that yep. you wanted to be in. Okay. Mm -hmm. You did it, which means you can do something different. Yeah. And to me, responsibility is empowering, mm -hmm. not something to fear. Yeah. So I think that like, there's so many different angles that we're coming at this from, but it all, it all boils down to like, can, can you lead yourself? Can you trust yourself? And the confidence it builds up is like, not, I'm, I'm telling you now as somebody that really did listen and, and did what everybody else wanted me to do, I had zero confidence. I walked around like I had it. I walked around. People would be like, Oh, she's confident. I'm no, I was a bitch. Like I came across like I'm better than you. My masculine energy was through the roof. My ego was like, and when I learned to actually just follow me and go, okay, I'm going to listen to me and I'm going to start this business and I'm going to probably learn a lot of lessons along the way, whatever it was, I'm going to have this conversation and see what happens. I'm going to do this because this is what's pulling me to do this. The more we do step into that, the more you continue to follow through with that and it, the confidence, your self-confidence just starts to soar. And that is where the trust starts to build because you can't, 
build trust within yourself without taking action. Well, yeah. You you just can't. It's like you can't build build you courage without... You can't do it for me. Exactly. Right? Like, you can't sit across there and go, Krista, I'm going to help you do this. And I'm like, I have to do it myself. Yeah. I have to... And so you have to make those decisions. Yeah. And then you step forward, get the support, get the praise, and then get the backlash, whatever it is, and just keep moving one step in front of the other, knowing... Like when you said you lost 60 followers, I remember I've been following your stuff and mm-hmm. I'm like, she is speaking out and this is going to be awesome because I love it when people do this. And you were like, I lost 60 and I'm like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised because you were like, yeah, like bullseye. You were just done. Yeah. And I could tell I'm like, she is done. She is done. There was no more wall up. No, it's like, it all came down. Yeah. Um, this is so juicy. The, this all boils down to, and, and again, the narrative right now, especially in the context of COVID vaccines, lockdowns, mandates, all these things, the narrative right now is, is very strong against people who are speaking about sovereignty mm. or personal responsibility. Mm. Uh, and then the shaming that occurs with, well, if you choose personal responsibility, it means you don't give a rat's ass, ass about yep. anybody else yep. because that's what the narrative says and it's like do you actually believe that yeah. I, I would have a really uh, hard time believing that if I sat someone down at my dinner table who had a radically different opinion on me than this who I'd, maybe I'd seen on their on their social feed saying anybody who isn't getting vaccinated deserves to be imprisoned for criminal negligence causing, causing bodily harm or death because I've seen that post yep, so have I. Um, I'm like wow you think I should be in prison okay right <laughs> if I put that person in front of me and asked them, do you believe that I don't care about the rest of humanity? Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing they'd be able to say without a doubt. Yes. I believe that you do not care about humanity. Mm. It's more of, uh, a, an influence by the external verbiage that's out there right now, because you see it. Bang. As soon as you see one, new concept or one new brilliant argument on social media you see a ripple effect of regurgitation because everyone's like now i know how to respond to this and it and they send someone a meme it's like that or a quote (laughs) shared 400 times yeah it's like well did you have that thought before you saw that meme right and this is where we have to really challenge ourselves right to be like oh good one is this my belief yes or is it not and um like even uh, just, I had to uh, change my beliefs around, I don't know, 90% of what I was brought up with over the course of my adult life because it's not my belief. Yeah, It's not my desire. And this was no fault of, of parents or, or family or uh, counselors or teachers. Yeah. This was just me growing up kind of going along with stuff and listening to stuff and being like, well, okay, and you know, it's all right, this is how we're doing this and this is how we do this. And then all of a sudden I'm an adult and like, this is how it is. And people are like, why do you think that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Right? exactly <laughs> it. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> is, whoa, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this process, in, and it's not an easy one, mm-hmm. of can you challenge your own belief systems? Like, can you really go head to head with your ego? Yeah. Because your ego is going to say, don't you dare admit that everything that you've been saying about this one subject for the last seven months or 10 years, that you actually don't believe it because you've just discovered this about yourself. The, the whole piece of, is this mine or is this someone Mm -hmm. else's 
is huge in self-discovery. It's huge in your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. It's huge in your ability to take a stand or take a position on something um, with a high level of self-efficacy mm-hmm. um, because it's mine. Yeah. Where I think people start to feel hesitance is that they're like, this is what I think, but I don't know why. <laughs> right. And that's and where, and on either end of anything, right? right? And, and it's like, you can't stand in exactly. it. It's like, can you stand? Yeah. yeah in what you're saying and and i've i've said firmly on my on my instagram about this whole particular world that we're living in right now this is a hill i'm willing to die on Mm -hmm. because it is mine and only mine um and there's not a single piece of influence that i have allowed to take me away from my core values in this Mm -hmm. so does it hurt if I know that people are like, well, we got to get away from this space. Does it hurt when I see other people literally posting that I should be in prison for mm-hmm. not getting vaccinated? Does it hurt? And does it, does it feel really heavy when I start to see the word mandate mm-hmm. flying around? Yeah. But this is my take mm-hmm. and it's so deeply rooted in my own belief system that I will, I will fight for myself on this Mm -hmm. and others to also have their right to fight for themselves on this. If this is the belief that they hold, because this is an infringement of my values right? and they're mine and you hold them so dearly and I hold them so dearly and, uh, it scares me, uh, for other people who may feel this way. Mm -hmm. But they, they can't speak because that fear of what other people yeah. are. And those are probably the majority of messages yeah. that I get yeah. of thank you for saying something because I'm still too afraid to speak up right and now. And then you will get as the screenshot and the share. This is my, I'm following. This is what she said. Yes. Agree. In small little letters at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Because some, and that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's why even this, I wanted to do this episode is to give people a voice. That's why books are written is to yeah. give people that's why memoirs are we're giving voices to things that people that can't speak it and and this is where we have to be really mindful of of what's happening in our world on a greater scale mm-hmm. right when and when you t- when we talk about censorship um and listen I'm, I'm not gonna go into republican versus democrat here love or hate donald trump <laughs> when <laughs> I went there. I'm sorry. This, this is part two, guys. Just so we know. We're, we're, we got, <laughs> Love or hate Donald Trump. Well, as soon as Twitter banned him, I was like, oh, shit. shit. Because I knew that it would create a new precedent of uh, people not feeling safe. Hmm. And honestly, and this is where I say all the time on my Instagram, I'm like, regardless of what your position is, we have to look at what's happening on a greater on a greater scale of people's ability to use their voice mm-hmm. to think freely to speak freely to vote freely to protest freely and this dangerous slope that we're on that for people who are already having a hard time mm-hmm. speaking up now seeing on the most colossal scale we've ever seen before the president of the United States being Banned Shut up. Yep. from the biggest social media agency in the world 
and yes i mean there's all these conversations about the inciting violence and like i'm not even going to go there but the, on you're just saying from we, him's voice being no longer allowed no longer allowed yep. and okay worst case scenario who incited, he incited violence he's being held accountable i, I hear that argument mm-hmm. my fear is this is just the beginning right and if we actually go back and be like where did the censorship craziness start where it's like i got to be cautious about what i say on my mm-hmm. instagram or i get warnings up mm-hmm. or i get flagged I, I just came out of a seven day ban again on my instagram <laughs> account well i'm not allowed to say shit <laughs> beep. <laughs> beep i get beeped a lot the I'm captions like... actually censor you yeah um we can trace it back to that monumental decision to banish, you know, the president of the United States off. So while there was a lot of support for mm-hmm. it, I, I fear that we're not looking at things on a, on a larger scale of how much we are setting the tone that your personal autonomy is not tolerated. And if we mm-hmm. don't, my, my protest, I've, I've done one protest in my life and I can't say that that's my way of protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always held the belief that my protest is my voice. Mm-hmm. My protest is me living freely. Yeah. My protest is doing what the hell I want. My protest is going for the promotion even when I have absolutely no shot of getting it because they're all men I'm going up against and getting that job anyway. Right. That's my protest. So when we start to create a world where not only are we battling our own inner demons mm. in order to have the courage to speak up, but now we have to factor in all of these other external situations of, am I allowed to say this on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Do I have to speak in code? Right. Right. <laughs> Do I have to like sign language a, yeah. a, a needle going yeah. into my arm? Like like it's like wow. Yep. So we're my concern with all of this, aside from all sorts of things, politics, democracy, there's a bajillion ways I could take this. My biggest concern is we are destructing the sense of courage that humans have. Mm-hmm we are destructing the sense of freedom that humans mm-hmm. have. Uh, we are destructing um, the fundamentals of what it means to be honest mm-hmm. and have transparency and have integrity. We are destructing what it means to have respect for one another, even when we disagree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what worries me about this. And, and I fear for people who may not know what their core values are, who may not have a mm-hmm. sense of strong self-identity, who may not have the resilience that you build up from mm-hmm. doing the hard things over and over again. These people will be left behind if our world continues on this trajectory. And so now um, our voices, even if they're sweating, I'm going to tell you a funny story, even if they're shaking, I was going to tell you a story about sweating. Even if our voices <laughs> are shaking, um, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, we got to listen. Because our our instinct right now is, oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. not my view. And then we mute, unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> we go. And, and no one's coming to the middle, right? Yeah. Um, but my, <laughs> I'm going to be totally transparent here because this is just me. Um, my, you were talking about body earlier, right? And how your body sends you cues. Um, first I'm going to stand up. Obviously pod, the listeners won't be able to see this, but I'll show you guys what this looks like. We should probably take a picture of this for social media. Oh, 
pants. These are my pants that, and I'm showing, I'm pulling my pants out right now because there's a huge gap in them. They're very large on my waistline. Well, I know, yeah, okay. These are. They look too big for her, you guys. Yeah. These are my pre-COVID pants. Oh. But it's not because I lost weight from COVID. I lost inflammation. Oh, in your body. Yeah. And the turning point was I let the weight off by letting all that crap. I just started talking. Yeah. And this has been the effect of just the last two weeks of my body releasing stress and tension I've been holding because I've been holding all this in so long. So my husband was making fun of me. Yeah. He's like, we need to take you shopping. I'm like, yeah, because I like got the, that weight off yeah. of me, like literally and figuratively of, of not speaking my truth. Well, when I walked in the door, I was going to say something. I'm like, sir, you look like you lost weight. Not that it like... Yep, that's So that's okay. it. But the other the other thing, and this was a thing in, in corporate too, whenever I would be super stressed, my husband and I would joke, um, he would, I would come off a flight he'd pick me up at the Edmonton airport I'd be in pantyhose and a pencil skirt it's like if anyone knows me now he'd be like who the hell were you because it's so not me um we would have this like funny time when I get home he'd help me rip my pantyhose off because I had they were like a purple band oh yeah around my midsection because I was just so swollen it's just so so much stress from my corporate life so that was a big sign and I've talked about this in other podcasts of what my body was trying to tell yeah. me oh yeah and how I had to get out of that environment but the funny part of this story is I stunk like my armpits oh. stunk because I was getting so worked up and um I'm a uh, not a sweater um I don't tend to have body odor in my armpits like I could play sports yeah and I could sweat like crazy but I won't stink okay unless I'm stressed uh... and I kept saying to my husband god love him for the love he has for me <laughs> I was like babe I stink like what the hell he's like what are you stressed about uh... I said I have no idea okay so there was okay. some some sort of cortisol yeah response, I was just gonna say that yeah but I couldn't put my finger yeah, on yeah, it yeah your body was yelling at you my body was yelling at me so I had you know swelling around my midsection I had body where over, we carry stress where we carry where stress. we carry stress our midsection so th- and these were all signs right that were leading up to bang I'm done and as soon as interesting yeah so the body knows that's my funny story well and the thing i love it i stunk because i wasn't using my voice (laughs) someone out there is going oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um no and the thing i wanted to i you were in the middle of talking i'm like do not forget do not forget but it's about how we can shift our beliefs it can be a 10 year or three months ago you might have and i love the quotes where like if you knew me a year ago you don't know me today you don't know me and mine is always you know i joke around the house i'm like oh guys if you knew me last week you don't know me today my husband goes hey ain't that the truth because it's i'm constantly evolving evolving and what worked for me maybe three months ago or what i thought was my what i believed and it did up until that point until it didn't right so when we start to learn new things when we start to um become aware of different things about us and and you touched on it as about like read that meme or do and and then question it is before you share it is this exactly how i feel and i remember um earlier on in i was exactly the same sarah i was the one that would go to safeway and come home and wash every piece of grocery i was that person too i i definitely was i fell into all of that um, I would sit in the car and do meditation before I walked into the grocery store because the energy in there would absolutely slay me every single time because the fear was like, you know, absolutely cuttable. 
but I remember um, sharing something and it was about, I want to say about six months ago on my social media feed. And it was um, something about, I don't care if you're a conspiracy theorist or not, something isn't sitting right with me with this whole thing. And that was where I sat about six months ago. Yeah. Something wasn't sitting right. And I didn't smells, have COVID yeah. at the time. Something is just off. Mm-hmm. Well, and I got inboxes and just like, you know, like, why do you believe that? And this is crazy. And you're making, you know, and I just remember getting a lot of backlash from that. And I'm like, well, I'm never sharing that stuff again. Yeah. So I was that person yeah. that took a chance, shared something that I totally believed in my gut. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to. And then in the next breath, I was like, good. I'm glad that hit some people. Yeah. It also hit people like it hit me. Yeah. Um, because courage takes so much. It takes courage to be courageous, yes. to be vulnerable, yes. to share what it is. Yeah. And then when we do do it and we get that hand slap, we get that whatever, like, don't do this unless I tell you to, if I want your opinion, I'll let you know what it is type of thing. Everyone shuts up again. Mm-hmm. And then the division keeps, and it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute cycle. So I wanted to just share that just going, if there's something that you're questioning that you're like, well, three months ago, I believe that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to switch. It's okay. Whatever it is. Yeah. Because the more you learn and it's going to happen like that, the more you self discover. Yes. That's what's going to happen. Yes. A year ago, you might've wanted to do something or you thought something. And today you're like, I truly don't believe that anymore. Yeah. Just like how I was like, yeah, I think everyone needs to get the vaccine because, and now I'm like, no, Mm-hmm. No and no and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And that's okay. And that, you're right because it, it it's a process that comes with self discovery. Because if, if you challenge a belief, and you realize that for you that belief uh, actually is untrue for you, yeah. or it is not yours, it's somebody else's mm-hmm. point of view, and you release it. Yeah. What that actually does is open up mm-hmm. a gate for all the things that that belief had blocked. Yeah. So. When we have a belief about something, we also end up with cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. around anything that combats it or negates it. So as soon as there's been adjustment or removal of a belief system, the, that cement wall Mm -hmm. that you had up around how like dead set you were in this without really understanding why is now no longer in the way. So all of the other information that was trying to get through or maybe your friend was trying to talk mm-hmm. to you about, or maybe you were listening to a documentary and you're mm-hmm. like, what, you know, and whatever the case is, yep. all of a sudden you become more receptive yep. because that belief isn't there anymore. Therefore your cognitive dissonance goes away yep. and you're open to new information, a different way of thinking, yeah. uh, a new, uh, just perspective on something that like truthfully, even in my experience shocks me sometimes yeah. from like, wow, yeah. I did not used to think like this about stuff before. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if I look at myself 10 years ago, yeah. I'm a different human, like, yeah. you know, and, and yes, I, I sometimes throw my own family for a loop. Where they're like, where's she going now? Yeah. Where's she, what's, yep. what's, what's her... <laughs> the worst is when I come out of my office and I go, Hey baby. He's like, Oh, Oh, like, oh God, it's his... what did she learn? Yeah. It's yeah. the worst. He's just like, well, what did she learn? What am I going to have to build? Where are we moving? <laughs> what am I buying? You know, it's literally painting now. Yeah. What am yeah. I painting now? Oh, what business are we doing now? It's, it's always like, Hey, I got an idea. And it's, I love it. Like yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. No, because think about it, even just from a recreational standpoint. Yeah. People who say I don't camp. Mm-hmm. 
okay, well, <laughs> where did that come from? Right. And then all of a sudden they realize that they want to try camping and then they camp and now their whole life right. is, is, is on right. campgrounds and, right. and learning how to build tents and make fires because they allowed themselves to have an experience. It's no different than when a child says, I don't like Brussels sprouts, but they've never had one. Yep. They've only seen one, but it's like, how do you know you don't like yep. it? How do you know you think it's going to be the worst thing in the world if you haven't yeah. tried it? I just did an episode on this, on this whole thing about that. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, yeah, even on like a fun play level, um, our belief systems can be harmful yeah. and prevent us from doing things. Uh, I am terrified of heights, mm. um, but it, it blocked me from doing things for a very long time. And, and you know me, I adore the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there have been a number of times where I've had to literally lay down on the side of a mountain mm. because I'm panicking so bad. Yeah. And my husband just kind of has to sit there and wait for me to get over my thing. Um, because if I allowed that, oh, I'm afraid of heights and therefore I can't do X, Y, Z, then I would never have yeah. all of these, some of them hilarious memories of yep. me climbing up the side of a mountain and laying down and crying because <laughs> I think I'm going to fall off the side of it. Uh, that we have that we tell everybody yeah. now, right? Or going up gondolas or going skiing, like all these different things. Yeah. If I held on to the belief that because I'm scared of heights, I can't go in high places. Yep. Yep. And it's really challenging yourself. Like, what are my beliefs? And sometimes we don't know what they are till we are challenged with them. Yes. Till somebody else brings them along. Yeah. So, well, this was long. I knew it would be. I, I kind of knew, but I didn't know. I'm like, wow, we could go another four hours. I know. <laughs> Is that a two-hour podcast? It's an hour 45. Dang. And the dog <laughs> stayed relatively quiet. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this so much. I really wanted to just, just riff and give people stuff to think about and to chew on and to really... I think my biggest goal was just for people not to just take whatever is said to them and take it as Bible truth and really get curious. What I mentioned earlier on when I said that, I was like, yeah, that's what it's cute. The key is for me is really just getting curious of why we do the things that we do. What keeps us from speaking out and sharing our truth. And mine goes back to why aren't you having that conversation with your spouse or your mm -hmm. partner? It can go all the way back to that. Why mm -hmm. aren't you saying no to going to that baby shower when you know that, you know, that is not what you want to do. Yeah. Um, all the way to the heights of the political. Yeah. Because it's like how, how we show up in, in one aspect is how is we how we're going to show up in every aspect. Yeah. So if, if we're having difficulties on, on the more molecular levels mm -hmm. of, of self-trust and um, personal autonomy and, and confidence in the decisions that we make, if we're, if we're struggling with that in... Um, a more minute area yep. of our lives, yep. you can damn well expect them to be wildly exacerbated as, yep. as we begin to talk about larger issues or, or more difficult mm -hmm. interrelational type um, situations. And, and for me, this whole conversation is, is about self-trust mm. and self-governance. Yeah. Um, and nobody has any right to take that from you. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard it is to live that way or to speak that way, to think that way, to choose that way, it's yours. And it's my wish for everybody, whether you're a people pleaser or not. Cause I think that there's a lot of people who have who have recovered from significant people pleasing 
that still don't necessarily trust themselves 100%. to speak. Yep. Um, so I just want more people that regardless of what any position anybody holds on any freaking issue, um, to trust themselves. If their intuition is screaming, mm. if their value system is screaming, yeah. trust yourself. Because like you said earlier, if it's your intuition, you can't go wrong. No. And you will 100%, uh, whether it's an inspiration, whatever, you will free somebody else to do the same thing. Yes. You will. Yeah. You you will for sure. If it's one person, if it's a thousand people, it doesn't matter. And it does. it's not to say that it doesn't hurt. And it's not to yeah. say that it's not hard. And I think that there's a, a oh. false expectation too. When we say, just trust yourself, it's your intuition, and it'll always steer you in the right direction. It will. That's not to say it's going to come without pain mm -hmm. or some sort of consequence or some sort of really brutal decision that you have to make in a relationship. And sometimes it's telling you to do something that you've, A, never done or that you know is super hard. And normally it is super hard because yeah. you've been going with the flow. And so when it does tell you to, to do something or to speak out or say something, nine times out of ten it's like oh god that's not going to be easy mm -hmm. it's not no. but it's also not easy to keep ignoring yourself and to keep holding on to it yeah and then I, like what you said well your body will start to tell it, you that i if if i can end it on the idea of um if you're not trusting yourself if you're not speaking your truth you are then by definition betraying yourself yeah so if we if we can think of it as like okay i i want to trust myself i want to have confidence in my position on something and that might feel out of reach then can you leverage the fact that you simply don't want to betray mm -hmm. yourself anymore and start there yeah even if you're shaky and awkward and weird about it at yeah. first just as long as you stop betraying yourself you stop cheating on the relationship mm -hmm. that you have with yourself the most important person in your life yeah stop cheating and start showing up for that person yeah who is you mm -hmm. start there <laughs> if yeah. the idea of being this like sovereign being yeah. that can you know conquer the world and 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 take a stand if that is like really far out of, of reach <laughs> yeah then just make an agreement with yourself so that you're gonna stop cheating on yourself yeah yeah that's beautiful it's the same way when i say teaching boundaries i'm like don't look at it saying no to others say look at it saying yes, yes to yourself yes say yes to yourself so. exactly thank you Thank you, my friend. All right. We'll let you guys go. This has been long enough.